0: Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our special guest this week is Elaine Espinola. She's a former MRS DC America 2015 pageant state title holder, along with a very well-known acting and podcast career in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. I am so excited to have her on the show. I think you guys are really going to learn that experiences and learning things as you go is how things really happen and I think the longer I do this podcast I think there's a really amount of consistency that you hear and I hope that Elaine is just another person on the list of people that I've interviewed that really motivate you to go out there and be the best person you want to be no matter if you want to be an actor or a pageant contestant or a professional athlete so I hope you stay tuned and enjoy the interview. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you need photos or video, they are the team to get the job done. If you are coming to an event and you need a, a photographer for an event, a wedding, or professional headshot, they are the team to get the job done. And if you have a commercial, if you have a special event where you need videography, or if you have a wedding that's coming up. They are the videographers to get the job done. So no matter if you need photos or video, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions is the team to get the job done. And welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Paul. I'm happy to be here.
0: Oh, it's such uh, incredible uh, to have you on the show, Elaine. Uh, I was uh, always excited to have you as... Um, Miss DC and then uh, Mrs DC, and uh, it was always a thrill to work with you and your entire family. Um, your kids are so uh, so uh, thoughtful. I've never actually, I've never had a, I never had a, a group of kids um, that the clients' kids give me um, autographed uh, drawings when I go to a photo shoot. So that was Aww. that that was so nice. So.
1: Uh, well, thanks for saying that. We really, my whole family really enjoyed working with you. You were really, really awesome and fun to work with. And we loved our pictures too, so thank you.
0: I mean, they came out great too, so I appreciate the hard work that you guys put into it too.
1: Yeah, they turned out really great.
0: So I wanted to bring you on because, of course, I, I wanted to get your experience about being in front of the camera because you have such a huge um, list of accomplishments that um, being in front of the camera, doing podcasts, being Mrs. DC. Um, so, um, how did that all start? Were you sure. Were you always wanting to be in front of the camera as a little kid, or this is just something that's come on in the last couple of years?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Great question. So, yeah. No. This was definitely something that kind of. Um, was created sort of later in my life and sort of as a second career, really. so as a child, no, this was not on my radar um, and uh, you what know, did I guess
0: you, I'll... were you were you just doing like like other stuff like um were you doing anything like were you doing ballet or were you doing sports or
1: yeah, as a kid, I did sports as okay a kid, I did sports, I did soccer and I cheered. So I cheered. That was like throughout most of my life. I cheered in in high uh, grade school, high school, and college. Um, so of course, I I had sort of the um, I don't know what you want to call it, but you know, ability to be in front of people. So you know, just cheering and doing other stuff. Um, love self, that. But self
0: confidence. Yeah.
1: I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, I also travel's a big part of my life, and I did a, a lot of luckily, you know, international travel with my family as a kid and then in high school and then in college, I spent a semester abroad traveling the world on a, on a ship actually. So I always feel like travel is a big part of me. And I bring that up only to say that something that I believe is that all of your experiences along the way, obviously help shape who you are. And so for me to just say, well, I've been doing, you know, um, things in front of the camera for the last five years it's kind of like well where did that come from and I kind of feel like again experiences I had as a kid and as a, you know a college student and things like that kind of help shape my I guess interest ability and success in things I'm doing today even though at the time you know you don't really know what the future holds so but I would say yeah um, travel is a big part of kind of my life growing up and, and my life now um, and then also um, yeah comfortable being in front of people. And, um, and so I did. So my first career, actually, as a matter of fact, my first job out of college was that I, I taught English at a university in Bangkok, Thailand. So I did that for one year. Um, And then I came back and then I started a career in the pharmaceutical industry. So I was a pharmaceutical sales representative. um, And I did that for about a decade. Baltimore was my territory for one year. That's where I started. And then I um, switched to um, a, another company, Novartis Pharmaceuticals, and my territory was the DC area. So that's what brought me to DC. So I feel so, so connected with the District of Columbia. It was like my, you know, where I really launched my career. It's where I met my husband. It's where we were married. It's where all of my children were born. It's where I first bought my first house. And When I became Mrs. D.C. America, for me, it was really, really special. It just kind of came full circle um, because so much of my big big things in life happened in D.C. Um, And so, yeah, so I did pharmaceutical uh, sales for almost a decade. And during that time, I also got married and had kids, which is why um, I ended up kind of leaving the corporate world to have my kids and raise my kids. And then we moved to Virginia, like a lot of people. You're sort of just looking for more space, and and so we moved. We're in Northern Virginia, just outside of DC, and and that's where I was just kind of busy doing the mom thing. I had little tiny kids and lots of Cheerios and diapers, and sort of just minding my own business, very very full schedule, busy doing the kid thing, and and then um, and then this opportunity to be in a pageant kind of just came in my world. And that's when um, I had never really done that before. It was not on my radar, not something I was looking to do. Uh, But it just happened in a time in my life where um, I was sort of like, huh, well, why not? (laughs) Someone brought this opportunity to my attention and you know, at first I was I was flattered that someone thought I might be a good fit for a pageant. But and I didn't take it too seriously. I was, like I said, busy with little kids. Uh, but then I kind of thought about it and I realized I was in a place, Paul, where, you know, my kids were not infants anymore. So life was a, they were like at the time, I want to say, I don't know, six, three and two, something like this. So mm-hmm. I felt like I, I, I had could get a little bit of myself back. and um,
0: There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, and so I thought, hey, you know what? Why not? So everyone always says, like, what was your why? Like, why did you want to do it? And for me, it was more just like, why not? I I did not have some strong why. It wasn't like, I'm doing this because of X, Y, and Z. I just, this opportunity came around, and I thought, why not?
0: (laughs) No, of course.
1: Yeah, so I did that, and that was in 2015. And, um, you know, I always joke, you know that famous... Paul, you know that, and as a photographer, you know this this pose very well when, when they announce the name and the girl does oh, that. Yes. Oh, yes, over the face. Yeah. <laughs> and for me, I really was like, oh my goodness, because it was such a quick turnaround. I think the opportunity presented itself to me in January, and then the pageant was in March. So again, it was not something I was training for. It's not something I did before. I just kind of did it on a whim, and then I just kind of won, and then I quickly was sort of like whoa what exactly does all this entail because i didn't do tons of research to know well what what does this mean exactly
0: but maybe that also puts you at an advantage because you're not like completely over over thinking something and obsessing about something that maybe you can't really change true
1: yeah probably yeah i didn't think too hard i just went with it um so yeah so i made that gesture like oh my
0: well you know or <laughs> really we're, we're still in the same we're we're still you know it's not it's not been too long ago um that we're still in the generation that all grew up with home alone so all the yeah. girls kind of mimic that uh either yes. over over the cheek or or over the eye look so um, yeah
1: and that'll well, probably be that
0: way for photo. a long time <laughs> yeah exactly
1: yeah yeah and so,, uh, so, yeah, and so when I when I won the Mrs. DC America um, pageant in 2015, that the title, um, that really just opened my eyes to a whole nother world. And it was a very welcome opportunity because, you know, I had sort of closed the door on my corporate, uh, professional experience. And my, my mindset was that I'm going to do the mom thing. I'm going to raise my kids. I felt grateful to do that. I I wanted to be with my kids, but I also Paul realized that, um, like I'm the kind of person that also needs some things for myself. So, um, I had also been engaging in that time in like, um, Stella and Dot, which is jewelry and unique, which is makeup. And for me, it wasn't so much because I love jewelry and makeup. I'm, I'm like a woman, I like it just fine, but, um, I came from a background of sales. So for me, it was, it was fun and it was easy and it was an opportunity for me to engage in something outside of the house, but also have a super flexible entrepreneurship where I could still, you know, do that on my own time, but of course, just be here with my kids 24 seven. So I was doing that and then the pageant came along and, and it really was a welcomed opportunity to kind of re-engage in kind of me as opposed to the mom. Um, no. And so I, yeah, I welcome yeah. all of all of that.
0: I you mean, know. I don't, I don't blame you in that accord at all because uh, I, that's my entire childhood. My mom, um, really decided to pick a job in, in which she could work from home, and she started mm-hmm. a business so she could work from home. So I commend you to put your kids first and uh, and and allow you to have uh, some sanity and have a career where you could. Put your kids first and then also still be able to um do some work at uh, at your at your discretion and um and yeah as much work you wanted to do. So
1: yeah, no, thanks for saying that. And actually that kind of rolled right into what my platform would be. And as you very well know, every pageant girl has her platform. And I remember when the director of Mrs. DC America asked me what my platform would be, I remember thinking, Oh, geez, well, you know, I'm not like a young 20 something with no kids. I'm not here to like save the planet, although that's wonderful as well. But I just thought, well, what, you know, what is important to me in my life right now? And it was encouraging the empowerment for women through entrepreneurship because, um, listen, not every woman or mother has the opportunity to stay at home with their kids. Some women want to or have to go back to work. And that's great. And my whole point was, that I wanted to promote this empowerment for women period with whatever you choose to do. Um, You know, no judging being, being a person is hard enough. Being a woman is hard enough. Being a mother is hard enough. And so I simply wanted to kind of promote this idea that, you know, as women, we shouldn't feel bad if we have to do one thing or another, or guilty if we want to do one thing or another, but that we should feel empowered in what we're doing. And I felt that entrepreneurship for me was this great opportunity to that made me feel really empowered because I wanted to stay home with my kids, but I also wanted to work and make money and be productive in that sense. And so I was really determined to create that opportunity that would be successful. And by success, I just mean what brought me joy. In it And I absolutely found that. And so I wanted to kind of promote that. Um, so that became my platform empowerment, but isn't women. that
0: what the definition of, um, the American dream is to have the opportunity to forge a path that, that, um, makes you happy and to absolutely. be, I mean, I don't, yeah. I, I, I think that's the best def, definition is to give you the opportunity to, to have your own path. So
1: absolutely. Um, and then just to take it a step further, when you're doing that, you also need support. You oh, know you also need absolutely. role models. You need you need to see that it's possible and you need to know who you can lean on and and um you know, because I I know a lot of people, you know, want that or there's things I want for myself, but um, you know, if if there's not like a someone that I can look up to that's doing that or some support, it makes it more difficult. Um and so I feel like there are plenty of people that I looked up to that were doing what I was trying to do. Um, there's support available for me. And I just kind of wanted to jump right in and, and then kind of be that and do that too. And then, you know, I, I hope I'd like to think that I have been supportive of other women who have tried to kind of do that as well. So, or at least share my advice or whatever has helped me be successful. And again, I think that word successful is so important because it doesn't mean what it, there's no one definition for that. By successful, I don't mean making x amount of money or anything like that. You know, I just mean finding joy, finding joy, whatever. And and to, that that might mean I'm making x amount of money. That might be joy to someone, and that's great. Um, but it could simply mean I feel fulfilled. I feel absolutely fulfilled. Um, whatever that means. And so, um, so I I absolutely have found success. Um, success meaning to me something you know what it especially means to me but my point is that um i I love helping women kind of find that as well
0: i mean i think that's uh what most people are really trying to find their definition of success because that's the hardest part is um getting that definition for yourself and then if you can Mm -hmm. figure that then, then you know where to go so yeah yeah um so you yeah, got a lot of things here, so I really want to break this down. Okay. Sure. Okay. So um, where were you born?
1: Oh, I was born in a little town called Washington, New Jersey.
0: Okay. So, okay, Washington, New Jersey. Okay. And then your family, um, um, I guess they the, – is a military family? It sounded like you guys traveled. No
1: no. no, no. Non-military. No, my Just dad – Just traveled. Yeah. So my dad actually um, – uh, he passed away uh, two years ago. So sorry. Uh, but, yeah. Thanks. My dad was an OBGYN. So he's okay. a physician and he actually delivered me. <laughs> wow.
0: So yeah, my dad, delivered talk, me. talk, talk about, you know, that's pretty awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. brought life. Hey, into my dad didn't world. just cut the, yeah. he didn't just cut the cord. He made sure I was delivered. That's, <laughs> that's right. take it to the next level. <laughs>
1: that's right. Uh, so yeah.
0: So, and then you spent a year on, was it like a cruise ship or was it a yacht? Like, did you guys yeah, just so, sail? Like, that's a really cool experience. Like,
1: oh my gosh, the coolest! It was. I cannot speak more highly about this. It's called Semester at Sea. So, oh, you I, Semester at Sea, awesome. Okay, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, you're familiar. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Um, at, I'm an I, I'm an '80s kid, but I grew up. You know, like that means you grew up in the '90s. You know, ten years. Um, so they did a whole episode as a real world. You know, like a reality show. Um, on semester T? Yes. And what? it's yeah, so you should I totally look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, because I totally think it's it. online because it's not part of the real world set. You know how they had real world and road rules? Yes. It's part of road rules because for the old are people that are not <laughs> are not part of the MTV generation, which just means you're not part of they used to have two different shows. One was called Real Worlds, which yeah. is what still kind of exists because that's part of the challenge. And then you had the people from road rules and they were competing shows with the same premise but the people on road rules would live in a a rv well right well once one season they went to do a semester at sea okay but that's cool so did you do high school or did you do a, a semester of college
1: that was in college so i like i said i grew up in new jersey and i went to school there and then i went to loyola college in baltimore maryland And it was my um, junior year that I studied abroad. Okay. So, you know, you had people going to Barcelona or here or there. And I came across this semester at sea opportunity. And it's so funny, Paul, because like I'm dating myself. But nowadays, you know, you want to do something and you can look it up all online and do all this research. You can apply online and all of this. (laughs) I I mean, it literally I literally walked by a folding table with like someone sitting there with brochures and you oh, have, and you're taking this oh and
0: this is real you know are you just gonna take my money
1: <laughs> well yeah so like i grabbed a i literally grabbed a brochure like what on earth is that um i grabbed a brochure and i'm reading it and i'm like this looks cool i'll be on the ship oh my gosh and the ship literally sailed around the globe so it it was to start in the bahamas and then you literally stop in nine ports of call around the world and end you know uh well Tokyo, uh japan and then in seattle you arrive back in the united states in seattle so you're literally around the world on a ship for 100 days with other college kids
0: okay so you only did one semester you didn't did do two nope. okay
1: yeah yep three months
0: i mean um, I, and it was
1: amazing it I, was incredible it was like the coolest thing i have ever done i recommend it to everyone um i mean it's it's always incredible to travel and it's always incredible to go to another place and see what life is like. What was really cool was waking, you know, was waking up in South Africa and the next day waking up in India. I mean, and then, you know, and then you just fully immerse yourself in this. And then the next day you are in, you know, Malaysia. So things are just drastically different. The sights, the sounds, the smells, the culture, the food, I mean, everything. And then, you know, luckily we were kids, so, you know, college kids. So we had our home base of, of, of the ship. Um, but seeing the world like that in such a short amount of time, but like being so immersed in it um, was just, I can't even imagine. I mean, it's just no, a, yeah. indescribable how awesome it
0: was. Are you the same person if you didn't go on that trip or are you, are you totally more wise and, and more caring because you went on that trip?
1: without a doubt, a totally different person, without a doubt, without a doubt. It, um, it lent itself to my, um, curiosity of the world and other cultures. It lent itself to my, um, self-confidence of, I, I mean, I specifically remember being on a train, um, and it was, it was running through the middle of the night in Kenya, in Africa. And, uh, I just remember thinking to myself, like, I can't believe I'm here, and and by the way, so when you're on the ship, um, you're, you're studying, you're learning. And what was really cool about it is you could take, I was taking, for example, a history class. And so I would learn about the history of Venezuela, for example, and then you would go to Venezuela. And then when you got back on the ship, the next chapter might be, you know, kind of history as it relates to, uh, you know, um, Cape Town, South Africa. And then you arrive there. So you're kind of like seeing it in front of your eyes. Um, and so my point is that um, you really just learn so much about these places and then you go and you see it. And um, I mean, that just changes you. It's one thing to read things in a textbook and it's a whole nother thing to experience it yourself firsthand and put your feet <laughs> on that place and walk around and see it. Um, and that was crazy cool. Um, you know, you learn I mean, about per, you're, and you're, then you go and you visit Nelson Mandela's jail cell on robin island i mean you, you, there's nothing that describes that feeling versus reading in a book um so i'm a totally different person having seen the world and experienced it and i i have so much more empathy in my heart and just humanity and my soul from seeing what i've seen and you know it almost makes me and i and i almost have to calm myself because sometimes when i hear people complaining about petty things i'm thinking oh my gosh like you really <laughs> there's there's a lot bigger things the oh, yeah than these minor like my amazon shipment didn't arrive on time stuff. oh i know
0: i mean you you're know. preaching you're, you're you're preaching to the choir i mean i i am totally you know as we were talking about earlier i personally own travel agency and uh, yeah. i'm not pushing that i just um i think that i think that we would be a much more wider, um, open society if we would all travel and see all other cultures. Um, one of the one of the things I think that really um, shaped my younger uh, self was um, I don't know if you've ever heard of People to People, um, and it's an organization that uh, Eisenhower started. Uh, to uh, get younger kids to travel abroad when they're under mm-hmm. under 17 mm-hmm. and uh, those are all experiences along with the semester at sea that is such an incredible way to really make you a better citizen because it's, you know you came back right. you're much more productive so
1: yeah absolutely and and the, the truth is we're global citizens and so yes, we, we have to think like that we have to think like that and um and so I couldn't agree with you more and I love what you do for a living with your photography and also your travel and your you're making people's oh, dreams you. come true and it's an incredible thing and I and I agree with you and that's why I'm absolutely so committed to traveling with my kids um, right now they are 10, 11 and 12 and um it's like we the actually, perf-
0: it's like the perfect age because they haven't they haven't they haven't become, you know, into that danger zone and they still want to give mm-hmm. give you hugs and so
1: yeah so, it's a special place but uh but just, freeze them, them to, just freeze just freeze them
0: and then unfreeze them after like five years and then you, you can just skip <laughs> that's over
1: right. <laughs> that's right That's right. but they've been to the philippines and they've been to thailand and they've been to um africa and we were supposed to go to spain and morocco this august but because of COVID 19 we had to cancel which is fine we'll go another time but i am um, uh, i couldn't agree with you more and um
0: well, I it's would I would assume. Important. No, no. no. Um, I apologize for you. Um, I assume you're going to encourage all three of your kids to do semester. C if that's something that's possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, so I was really curious because I think teaching plays a major role and you said you were teaching the Philippines. How did that come about? Like that's like a huge like what? Like you just right? mentioned yeah. that you mentioned that it's like oh, and I um oh, yeah. in the Philippines and I was like whoa I'm like what <laughs> and right, like right. and you said you teach English is that what you taught? Did yeah, I hear that no, right? So yeah, so I'm like uh, that's awesome.
1: Actually, I, well, it was so it was actually Thailand I taught oh, in Tha- Thailand. Thailand
0: sorry.
1: Yeah, um, and so that was so after so you can imagine I'm a junior in college and I just returned back to the states at my college in Baltimore after having seen the world. And I was all of a sudden, as we just talked about a different person. So I'm going, okay, so I need to keep traveling. That was amazing. And there's no way I'm going to just like start a job and hunker down. I I was not in that mode or mood. So I was looking for opportunities to, um, travel and work. And so, um, so each college has, like, um, usually they have, uh, what would you call this, relationships with other universities where they do study abroad. The exchange right? The exchange, exchange program. There you go. Um, and so Loyola had an exchange program with a college called Assumption University in Bangkok, Thailand, where our students would go to Assumption University for their study abroad. And then kids from Assumption University in Bangkok would come to Loyola for their study abroad. And so they had this great exchange program relationship. And with that once again paul i'm walking down the hallway
0: <laughs> and i see some brochures or something um about- they, mu- they must have really <laughs> loved you they must have been like <laughs> oh like oh there's lane we have to get yes, her so come, on easy- come on over come on over come on over i'm an easy
1: sale so
0: like, that's why when was like
1: you should do a pageant i was like sure like you know i just come across these things that sound cool and i'm like yeah let's do it so Anyway, but yeah, I came across I think something that that said like go teach in Thailand, and I just picked it up, and I was like, oh, you know what is this? And and I had not been to Thailand at that point, but during semester C we did go through Asia, and that was like I loved it, and I just kind of looked into it, and so I I just made up my mind. I was like I'm doing this, and I applied, and they accepted me, and so I was. It's you know it's very funny because my title, Paul, was professor of English. At a okay. University. I like, <laughs> and hey, I was, like, 20 it sounds.
0: I know it sounds like naughty, but also super intelligent. You know, it like works <laughs> on <outside>. Exactly. <laughs> like, wow, you're a professor at a
1: university. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I graduated with a degree in psychology and business, and that's just what the translation was. But
0: okay, so it works for me. <laughs> yeah,
1: it worked for me too. Uh, But I I left five days after I graduated. So I graduated from college. I went back to my house. I, you know, put all my, you know, my belongings back in my home. And I packed one suitcase and took off from JFK. And, um, yeah, and then I arrived in Bangkok, Thailand. So it's kind of, it was really formative for me, Paul, because it was like, it wasn't just my first job. It was like, my first job was living in another country where people don't speak that language. So I was living there. I was working there.
0: Um, But you're also... You said you were teaching, so I mean teaching, teaching. but teaching—that's yeah. what I was going to get. That 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 teaching was that a good way of teaching yourself unknowingly to be really good at like being in front of an audience, and was that a good practice uh-huh. for you Great to um, yeah. to do like now doing television because you you sometimes have to be in front of an audience. So because I I was thinking that teachers have so much that they have to put up with with very Mm -hmm. little pay and and you're allowed this opportunity to really mold these people that are supposed to go on and do bigger things so Mm -hmm. do you think you've learned did you do you think that year of teaching um because do you think that helped you because to me it sounds like it did but i mean i'm just drawing too much into that yeah,
1: no. You know what? No one has ever asked me that question before and actually, yeah, I think it absolutely did. And you know, I started out by saying that every experience, you don't realize it, but you're learning things and it is teaching you things and then you take that experience into the next one. And so, yes, um I think that it really getting in front of people and also having to be, so these were college students. So the great thing was, you know, these weren't sort of naughty little kids. These were, you know, college kids. So they were mature enough to sit there, but their conversational English was not great. Right. And so I'm teaching them English and I, um, you know, you, 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 you have to be really articulate and you have to be slow and you have to be purposeful and you have to make sure that they, they get what you're saying. And so much that you have to put a lot of passion into that too. I mean, if you're up there boring, just teaching some content well their eyes glaze over and me you get a quickly you learn you know what I've got to do something different their eyes are glazing over and my job is to teach them and so you really start to put your heart and soul I I give it up to teachers who are passionate because Mm -hmm. that makes all the difference again you could be teaching any content but if you're not doing it in a way that anyone is interested well then you know I don't know how well they're going to learn it and you know, whatever, but uh, but yeah. So um, I loved teaching them, and I it, it was cool, and they they kind of thought of me as their peer because they were in college. I just graduated college. I you know look Asian. I am Asian. And they kind of were like confused about me, like <laughs> what? How are you, my teacher? But anyway, um, it was a crazy cool experience, and yes, I think I learned a lot in, in terms of how to communicate effectively and in a way that was authentic and passionate and articulate. And fun and engaging because that was my
0: job. I mean, it's, sometimes it's good to pe- keep people on their toes and not and not have the expectation. So maybe it was good. Maybe they felt challenged because they didn't expect you to be the teacher. So
1: yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. And then you know, there's the second thing that happens with teachers, which is when people when you see that light bulb go off in another individual because you taught them something, or or their confidence is greater because of you. Um, and, and people in other countries who don't speak English and they're trying to learn it, I mean, when they can start speaking with confidence in themselves, I mean, you, you probably have heard this idea that, you know, people who English is their second language, maybe they don't speak it as much as they could because they feel a little self-conscious. They realize they have an accent or they might be pronouncing wrong. They might be saying the wrong thing. And so while they could do it, they're sort of like, eh, I feel, I don't feel confident. Uh-huh. Like, and so to be able to give someone else confidence is an awesome gift and i lo- i loved being part of that and and that probably lent itself to the way i am today you know i I'm, I'm always trying to in any endeavor in any professional environment and and just personal interactions i'm always striving to like um make a difference you know i'm i'm not just here to do the job i'm here to like i don't know make an impact it's, it's always been um, my interest. I'm I'm not trying to do the bare minimum. Most people are not, but I guess when it comes to me, it's always like, how am I leaving someone? And I take that into my professional work now too.
0: I mean, it's important to always think about your legacy. Um, and always trying to to make other people benefit, other people. I mean, that if you're thinking that forward, then you're you're trying to do the best. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, I that's why I would think of it. Yeah. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830 or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. All right, so let's talk about um, your first and only pageant. So <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, looking back at it, um, are you just like just utterly shocked at like, um that you won or you're or you're just like you know all of your experiences um put you in such a good pos- position it was just the right place at the right time
1: yeah I think that um you know I I at the time I remember thinking to myself if if I don't win I kind of don't care because this wasn't something like I really wanted badly for some amount of time it was just kind of like I just did this thing um, and, and I think that like, maybe it probably took the edge off too. I didn't put too much pressure on myself to win. Cause I was like, whatever, I, I don't know too much about this. But then when I, I did win and, and also, and I encourage every, every woman in pageantry to think of it more like a celebration of women as opposed to a competition. Yes. At the end of the day, one person's going to win, but look, every, every woman up on that stage is gorgeous. They're beautiful. They're accomplished. They've got smart things to say and important things to share. And it's really, you know, I'm not here to compare myself to some other woman who looks nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, we're all beautiful and we're all doing our thing. And so when you have that mindset, you can really focus more on presenting your best self. And in the process of wanting to present your best self, you're also leaning into who your best self is. You know, I don't know that I, previous to that was, was always, um, trying to be my best self. I was just trying to survive as a mom, but the winning the, um, that title that year kind of, um, I leaned into it and I thought, wow, I'm really, I'm really proud that I won and, and I want to do a good job of this. And so, you know, I don't want to just Make it look like I I am one thing. I want to actually rise to the occasion and do that. So if I'm going to say I'm going to support women, then let me put you know my money where my mouth is. Let me I don't want to talk the talk. Let me walk the walk. Let me do those things. And it felt so great and it was awesome. And so um, you know I think your question was uh, I guess an answer to your question. I think that perhaps I was at the right place at the right time and I had the right mindset, which was. You know, I'm not here to compete with people. I'm here to celebrate all of us. I'm here to celebrate myself at this point in my life. And I'm just like, you know, feeling really positive. And I, and I really think, you know, I, I have judged pageants at this point as well. And so I really think that it's, I'm not going like, who's the prettiest or who has the nicest clothes or who says the nicest thing. For me, it's just sort of this, this feeling, this vibe that you get from someone when they're just radiating from within because they all look like a million bucks and many of them have pageant coaches. Therefore they all sound like amazing. And so I'm not trying to go, well, who sounds or looks better. I'm trying to go who, you know, has really got that inner glow. Like who is just oozing true authentic confidence and is really doing all of these amazing things that they're saying they're doing or that they want to do who's doing that. And so, um, Anyway, I think it's such a great opportunity for women to step into uh, even greater roles than what they you know, were, were doing beforehand, and so that that certainly was the case for me.
0: Well, I mean, I, I, I absolutely agree, and I think we should continue having a platform for women um, as long as possible, and uh, this is something that should definitely continue. I, I disagree with people that think that, that pageants are, are not a modern thing when – it gives mm-hmm. so many women um um emotional boost and and pride and mm-hmm. uh um I guess my thought about like breaking down your past experiences is that you became more worldly because you did that semester at sea, which I think is really important. You were able to teach and and be compassionate in front of students that need to learn things you were able to become a really good salesperson be based on on your pharmaceutical sales and i just think all of those play a role into the reason why you won and yeah. that i you know i always try to break down because i if if someone comes to me and says, you know, Paul, what i need a great headshot but what are the like the fundamental things if you would have came to me and said, Paul, what a, you know i need a headshot but like do you i mean if you would have told me before that i would have said do you, it sounds like you're pretty qualified. You just need to like really just put everything together. And I mean, mm-hmm. so, I mean, going into it, if you know, you had you. Am I wrong? You had no pageant coach, right? So you, right, right. So, I mean, did you even like go out on your wardrobe, or did you just like wear something that you already had? Like, like, was this something that you were just doing for fun? Because that's awesome <laughs> if you did. Because right. I, I. I also want to um prove to my listeners that you can do it just for fun. So
1: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that was the case for me. And look, if for anyone listening who has done lots of pageants and you love them and you're winning all these crowns and and you have um, makeup artists and and pageant coaches, that's awesome, too. That's awesome too, because listen, if some if you love something, then of course, you really want to invest in all these ways to improve. And that's wonderful for me, because I stepped into it when I did, and it was not really on my radar. Honestly, I just went with it. So, so yes, I would say that all of my past experiences gave me the confidence to go, um, I could do this. And then I actually specifically remember at the Mrs. DC America pageant, the director saying, um, you know, I really want a strong personality and, the interview counts for a lot. And she really placed a lot of emphasis on that. And I thought, well, perfect, because I'm 5'2". I'm not like, you know, a supermodel here, but I can nail an interview. And I and I felt really confident about that because of my experiences. In pharmaceutical sales, that's all you do all day long is sell things to people. <laughs> you, you, you have to speak in a certain way that is articulate and smart and sharp and quick and focused. And I knew that I would do really, really well in that interview. And she's telling me, this is really important to, to this pageant is the interview. You need to sound and be very smart and sharp and answer questions well. And I'm looking for someone who's going to be able to go out into the community. And I don't want someone who just looks great. I want someone who, who sounds great um, and has a lot to say. And so that kind of built my confidence to go, okay, then I can do that. Um, and that was, from my previous experience. So I didn't feel like I need a pageant coach there. Um, And in fact, I've coached other women in that, in that specific area because I feel confident about doing that. But, um,
0: and I agree. I mean, just the experience that you were telling me, I agree with you. You you didn't need that person to help you with that. And, and the other things like maybe your walk or anything, that's all, they're all what I would say. Those are all people's opinion on, you know, if, if, I
1: agree, like you can,
0: (laughs) like i mean right. i i have some people that say you don't you shouldn't swing your arms or much or maybe you need to throw your hips left and right but i mean i think that you can show your confidence if you if you feel really beautiful in your gown yeah. or in your fitness or your bathing suit i think they'll see it even if maybe you're not the most elegant walker i mean like yes sometimes we're maybe we walk like a duck or like a penguin you know like mm-hmm. you know, okay but if you looks, if you're the best if you're the best penguin in the world you know they're going <laughs> to yeah. have to pick you right? I mean
1: Yeah. That's right. That's what I'm saying like and when I have judged I'm I'm not looking for these and I know that some other really experienced judges are looking for these things. Are you walking just right and all these things and I'm not discounting that. But for me I I'm looking for something from within and it's yeah. that inner confidence that is like really authentic. And I, and I, you can spot it. And so I remember thinking, I remember people saying, you know, maybe you should get a a patch, you know, coach to help you do the walk because, you know, I was not familiar with that and I didn't model and I didn't have this walk, but I remember thinking, I just remember being cheap about it. I was like, no, not, I'm not paying for that. I think I can figure it out. If I can't, you know, walk like a lady yet, then i So I just remember going, like, I I just was like, no, I'm not paying for that. But I did, like, Google it on YouTube, and I tried to go, okay, like, uh, what are they doing that I'm not? Let me just – and at the end of the day, it's too much to think about. Like, I can't think, like, where is my arm? To me, I was just like, you know what? I am just going to walk gracefully. I feel confident in my heart, and I hope that's coming out when I walk. And and that's it.
0: (laughs) I mean, I – so one of the things that I've heard consistently from all of contestants, and this is not just pageant. This is like models and actors. They watch other people on YouTube or training. So I have, yeah, if you're not, sure. if my listeners are not getting this, she just told you again, you need to watch other people that are successful. It's not, it's not a, 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 it's not a, it's not a knock. She, you know, yeah. Elaine just Absolutely. said, to you, listen to it. Listen to Elaine. Elaine just said <laughs> that she took other people's, she saw what they were doing and she applied it to herself. I mean, is that what, right. isn't that what a coach does? A coach sees what you do and then she helps you apply it to yourself. I mean that.
1: Yeah. You, listen, you've got to help yourself, right? Yes. You've got to help yourself. And so you can go the route of hiring a coach who's going to help you um, or, but, but no matter what you do, yeah, you've got to do your homework. You've got to do your homework to be successful at anything. So yes, like, even though I had never done it before and I wasn't exactly about to just pay a coach to pick, pick, out my wardrobe and teach me how to walk and talk and all that other stuff. I still was like, okay, well, let me, let me watch all the videos from the years before. How, what were they doing? What, what style of dresses? Okay. What looks good on me? Like, you know, you're, I'm trying slowly putting together my whole, you know, kind of look here to. Because you know, I don't want to go on the stage like being clueless. I, you know, confidence will get you very far, but you also need to know a little bit about what you're supposed to be doing here. And so I did all that, and I and I look to women that, um, you know, you find what you what looks great to you, and you go, okay, well, how are they doing it? You don't need to recreate the wheel. And by the way, Paul, I I do that today. So when I when I get in front of a camera or I do things, and 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 every person is usually looking to up their game, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always how can I improve? And so I there's people that I look up to in this world. And like Angie Goth, she's beautiful and she's she's and I look at her and I go, okay, am I, you know, so listen, I'm not trying to imitate anyone, but right. but there's people that you look up to. Sometimes I think, okay, how would Jessica, Jessica Alba do this? <laughs> right. What would she be? and so I think that because I like I'm going like these are people that I um you always need someone
0: you need to look up to i mean yeah
1: and so yeah and so i try and like see what they're doing and and make sure that i'm doing my best self and, and it helps me improve my best self when i'm looking at people who are who are doing similar things and they're doing it really well and i encourage everyone to do that
0: if you don't have someone that inspires you in the field that you work in then i would say that you might not be passionate enough to be really successful but that's okay. Maybe you don't want to be successful. Maybe you just want to pay the bills and that's fine too. But like, if you really want to be successful, you need to find someone that you are, have something to compare it to. So you know that you can continue to get better because you have someone to compete with. So,
1: you know, like a mentor, if you will. And, And I don't think, and I think everyone should have a mentor and it doesn't have to be like, I pay you. You're my mentor. And it doesn't have to be like, we're doing a call every week. You're my mentor. I personally believe that sometimes it can simply be like, just you know, someone you look up to and you might be kind of like seeing what they're doing that, that you appreciate and like and go, you know what, maybe I can be a little bit more like that. As I mentioned, I have kids and you know, cause you met them, but you know, they're at that age where they're trying to figure out the right way, you know, mm-hmm. what's, I want to be cool. But yet, is that nice? And, you know, just all those things that, you know, kids go through when they're like going in middle school. And I, and I always say to my son, so we've got these neighbors, and they're just great kids. They just they always say hello, and they're smiling. And they're just, they're, they're smart. And they're just awesome kids. And I always say to my son, who is a bit younger, and I say, if you ever wonder what you should do in, in some um, situation, ask yourself what he would do. And we know them well enough that I think you might know what he might do in that situation because he's a great kid and you know who he is. And 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 I'm trying to say that to my son to give him someone to look up to. So it's not like he knocked on this kid's door. Hi, can you be my mentor? I'm going to you mm-hmm. know, do everything you do. But it's like, it's someone that he looks up to. And if you're ever confused about what you should say or do in some situation, ask yourself what he would say or do. And then maybe that's what you should try mm-hmm. to do. And so I think that's really important to have those kind of people look, to look up to and mentors. And so that's what I do.
0: I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video or doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443 422 3830 Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. So Elaine, I am so excited to have you on the show because I have a lot of pageant contestants. But to be honest, I don't have a lot of pageant contestants, uh, and title holders that are also very well-known actors. And I think there's a lot of people that want to be maybe, um, doing voiceovering or actually doing commercials or actually hosting their own shows. So, um, you had fully admitted, you don't have formal training, um, originally, but you're, you're learning as you go.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Give a give um our audience just a little concept. You're you you still live in the DC area, mm-hmm. you're you're doing a lot of projects. How you know, what was the first one that really got you going? And then what are some tips and some ideas? And then can you also tell us exactly like all the things you do? Do you do voiceover? Do you do mm-hmm. on screen and, and and so on, so on so, on.
1: Sure. so um so so i will say that whether you have come from a background in pageantry or not um you can absolutely start pursuing um the world of, of acting and modeling if that's what you want to do and i'm happy to share some of the tips um for me having come from pageantry a lot of people i think from the outside right they, they they don't they just see what they see on social media or something and they say wow you won this pageant and now look you do all this stuff i i guess if i you know it seems like this easy transition um and what I would say, what I would say is, you know, that, that whole phrase, like it opened these doors, you know, that whole phrase, I would agree with that. But I, I would mostly say that pageantry actually just led me down a hallway um, and there were doors there. And I would just say it's completely up to that person what you're going to do. I do
0: like that. I like that. Th- I like.
1: Yeah, because it wasn't so much that it opened all these doors. Right. Being
0: you had to, you, yeah, that you, you just, you were let down the hallway, but the doors yeah. are still closed, but you, you had to kick them, you had to kick them open.
1: You have to knock on those doors. And then when you're so polite,
0: asked, you're just like, I didn't knock.
1: Oh, I didn't kick them. I, I just <laughs> gently knocked. No, but you know, you, it's really up to you, right? Like, no, no one is going to do anything for you, especially listen, when this comes to your career and whatnot, like, an opportunity might present itself, but what are you going to do with it? Um, and so, I would say pageantry kind of put me down this hallway and there were doors there. And when it was all over, you know, in 2016, I could have simply gone back to just doing the mom thing and doing my, you know, Stella and Dot and makeup and all that. I could have done that. Um, but I got a taste of, oh, wow. I, I love, um, being invited and, and, speaking in front of a crowd. You know, there were times when they invited me to give away awards at big galas and things in D.C. And um, having lived in the D.C. area for a long time, Paul, I was attending these things, but no one was ever asking me to get on the stage and deliver a quick speech or anything. And so hey, it was it's, just it's, really it's, cool it's, and I loved it.
0: It's what they call, um legal legal drugs, you know, when you get that high and, yeah. you, you know, I, I don't blame you. So.
1: Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. And so, so that was like, oh, okay, this is great. I'd love to do more of this. And so when the title passed, I here I was in this hallway, what am I going to do? Well, you know what? There's some doors. I'm going to knock on those doors. And when someone answers, what am I going to do with that? Um, And, you know, just maybe having come from a sales background, it kind of like gave me that uh, experience to know that like, you know, if you're not asking, you're not going to get And every no, like, great, bring them on give me 10 no's before I get a yes. So I have that sort of like resilience or tenacity to keep going with what I wanted to pursue. So that was like, for example, if, if you get a no somewhere that, that doesn't knock me down, you know, for others, it might go, man, I'm really dejected. Like, but for me, having been in a sales environment, like that's par for the course, that's how it is. And so I had that in my mind. And so what was my first experience doing this? Uh, I, it was in 2015 and I was at an appearance and I was wearing the sash and crown. And I, you know, as a pageant person, you are out there in the community, you are meeting a lot of people. And I truly did think like, you know what, I I don't want to just be standing here shaking waving okay next I really was looking at it like networking I am networking myself yes I am here as a representative for the mrs. DC America organization but I am I am also myself <laughs> I am Elaine Espinolic kelts and so you know I am meeting people and when this experience is over these are still people that I will have met and networked with and if this is something I'm interested in pursuing then I need to you know keep that in mind and so, in any event, I was somewhere and we were just speaking and and this person, after about 15 minutes, thought, you speak really well and you just have a really great, you know, presence about yourself. Have you ever done TV? Have you ever? And I said, no, not at, no, not at all. And this person said, I mean, you would just be really great on camera. Which I love to hear it totally perked my ears right up. Hey, so anytime
0: said, we give you a compliment, and let you, oh, I can be on television, sure. Right,
1: right, I will take that compliment. No, but in this instance, it was really sincere. And this per- person happened to be a producer for a local television show. And she oh, said, Oh, wow, let's keep in touch. And I said, Yes, let's keep in touch. And we did keep in touch. And a couple months later, um, she invited me to host a local TV show that she was producing on Comcast community cable. And I am all about, as you probably have learned in our talking here, I'm all about opportunities. Like I don't think too hard. I think that sounds great. Let's do it. And so, um, and so she invited me to come on set and I, and I did that. And it was all new to me. I had never done that. And, and it really was, I'll be honest, like it wasn't just be on camera, no speaking. This was you're hosting a show like you are opening, you're closing, this is taped live. There are no, oops, can we do it again? It is taped live. Um, However, as we also discussed right here on your podcast, I believe that every experience you have prepares you for the next. So having had sort of teaching experience in front of people, having had pharma experience in front of people, having aced that interview, I knew I can do this. Like I wasn't like, that's, I can handle this. You know, it's the other stuff about being on camera. I'm not familiar with, but speaking to someone and having a really great conversation, I can do that. And so, um, so, so those experiences helped me kind of be good at that. And then I started to get really great feedback. You know, the people I was interviewing would say, wow, you're really good. Wow. You can really transition. Wow. You really kept us on task and you know, wow, I can really talk a lot, but you just got me back on task. And so, um, I started to feel more confident, like, wow, you know, I, I feel like I am kind of good at this and I love it for sure. And so that is what started a three year experience um, co hosting um, a, a television show. And then um, th- the person who was produce- producing it was so cool and really gave me so much creative flexibility that I would say, Hey, what about a show about this? I found this person, you know, I wrote down these questions. And so I started kind of doing some of that and she was really impressed. And I would put together whole episodes of my guests with my questions, with my angle, with my this. And she would say, I'm going to give you co-producing rights to this. Like that was awesome. And so, so I was co-producing and then hosting the show. And after three years, it was a wonderful experience, but I started to feel like, you know, I am so grateful for this experience, but I, I have some ideas of my own. And as we also talked about earlier, Paul, having traveled the world, I had this interest in highlighting social issues. So previously, the show was called I'm Every Woman, um, and we would mostly have women on the show. And it was just fun. Like we would just talk mm-hmm. about fun things but i kept wanting to talk about like push
0: the push the narrative
1: yes i wanted to talk about human trafficking and i wanted to talk about to to, to survivors and i wanted to talk about people in that field that was that were doing things that were helping and i wanted to talk and to that people. would
0: that would probably be really jarring if the if the narrative of the show was it, yeah. totally different so you yeah,
1: yeah. You, like we were mostly doing fun things like right you know, just fun like like if you go
0: shows. if you go to yeah. if you go from baking to like you know yeah. human trafficking your 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 audience would probably just like completely yeah. completely freak out just and also
1: i wanted to be respectful that this was not my show so i'm not going to come in here and like change everything you know and so i was very grateful for this opportunity very grateful for uh, her allowing me to bring some of my ideas and thoughts and, and it was just a great partnership and friendship and it was awesome. But I just started to feel like I really want to focus on something else. And so with that, I left Capital Connect and then reemerged on the same um, on the in the same place. So on Comcast Community Cable at a Comcast station in Reston with my show called Capital Connect. And it was all about, you know, connecting the community through causes. And I focused mainly on nonprofits and social issues. So I had people talking about, you know, advocating for adoptees or, um, you know, the Asian American community in D.C. or human trafficking or um, just all kinds of nonprofits that were helping. I just loved I loved that. And I love talking about that. Um, and so it just it just made me feel great. And I loved highlighting these people that were doing impactful things and so i did that for two years um so yeah for a total of five years i was hosting a show and it was amazing and then unfortunately the comcast station closed after many many years this past year um in so december was my last show so after five years um and then of course that coincided with you know everything that started to happen with With um, coronavirus Um, and so that ended and then i I was also doing hosting a podcast for the Better Business Bureau for three years, same thing. That ended in March. Um, And so luckily, even though COVID has, you know, opportunities have gotten, life has just changed for everybody. But I still, at the same time, simultaneously, so I was hosting the show, I was doing this podcast, and then I was also doing commercials um, that broadcast on TV. uh, And then a lot of also video and web projects that were like academic video type stuff. Um, on-camera things, but they were not broadcast on TV, right? They might be for someone's um, personal business or someone's website or, like I said, academic training type things. Or people would hire me to do, um, and I love this, live hosting events. I love hosting events live and being the MC and being the person up there who's kind of, you know, keeping this event together, whether it's a conference or um, some gala. So I love doing that. So I'm, I do that as well. Uh, I do voiceover work. Um, And so, yeah, I kind of feel really, really lucky that I had the opportunity to try out a whole bunch of different kind of uh, experiences within media. So live things on TV, on the radio, on podcasts, on, um, you know, just voiceover stuff for certain projects. So I feel like I've gotten a lot of great experience and then also like producing as well is really i love that i don't really paul i don't really just want to be the face or voice of anything i want to have an input i want to kind of share my ideas and i and i love putting that all together behind the scenes as well
0: oh yeah Um, i mean i mean i get that impression i i get the impression that you want to make a big a big difference and big change i mean yeah um the two the two big things that you did you were actually hosting and trying to make impact um Mm -hmm. so i mean that it shows that you definitely are not just willing to take any any um any opportunity. You're looking for specific uh, things that would inter- engage you personally. Um, yeah.
1: Now in the beginning, and for anyone who's listening, who's like, you know, hey, I want to pursue this. In the beginning, I took everything. I did everything, and I and I had that. Uh, I had that drive. I there was little I would say no to, and then it was really having my husband. And so you know, I encourage every person to have like, you know, a mentor, my husband's my mentor too. And so he, after a while would say, you know, you are, you are more experienced than You don't need to take this job, this gig that's really far away. That's just doesn't pay that, like doesn't pay as much. It's just not worth it. It's not worth Mm -hmm. your time, you know? And so he really helped me see that, you know, in order to get to the next level, um, you know, there were, I'm just going to start to say no to things. And Mm -hmm. I, and that felt really great. That kind of showed me after several years, like, Hey, I, I've earned the right to ask for a certain rate or, you know, because I know what I'm going to put forth. I I know that I'm not just going to be the face of something. If you have an event, I'm going to help promote it. And I have a strong network. And when I show up that day, I'm going to be very well-versed. And I'm, you know, I'm not just going to come out and say the words you want me to say, but I'm going to put my heart and soul, my feeling and my passion behind it. And I'm going to do a great job, and so therefore I'm commanding a certain rate because I know what I bring to the table of and that was um that was that was that feels awesome because i you know I want to add value is the point I'm adding value
0: I think that adding value to anything is really important, I and mean, when you find that you have uh come to that point where you add value to the category of business that you're in it's so important mm-hmm. um do you believe that the opportunities that you've had is specifically based on the demographic and the in the in the actual uh surroundings that we're in? Like, do you think that um you would have still had those opportunities if you were in Idaho and the and the local Idaho um hmm. local station? Um, or is it because we have a very unique situation here in DC and Baltimore? In Virginia mm-hmm. where there is a lot of money maybe floating around, there's maybe a little bit more opportunities. Um, they, um you have good questions. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> you
1: ask great questions, Paul. I am just I'm just curious because there.
0: as an actor, sometimes yeah. people are really frustrated. I have an actor friend, he just graduated from his university of Maryland and he's trying to get jobs. So um what do you think you should look for or what do you think? Like you said specifically, you're willing to take any job coming to you, but then you feel that you establish yourself. But do you think that you had those, you were afforded those opportunities because of there was more opportunities here? Got it. Great question.
1: Um, like I said, you, you really do ask me questions that no one ever, has ever asked before. Um, I. Um, so I guess my answer would be twofold. On one hand, I would say whatever it is you want to do, you can, and you, you will do it if you want to bad enough, meaning you will keep plugging away. And if you're having a hard time, uh, landing auditions, you're having a hard time, whatever line of work you're in, if you're just having a hard time, if you keep with it, uh, you keep honing your skills, you keep doing the behind the work hard stuff. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, that graphic where you see that iceberg, Mm -hmm. And then everyone can see the tippy top of your quote success or whatever people see,
0: but they don't see the underneath. They
1: don't see all the failures. They don't see all the no's. They don't see all the hard work. They don't see all the research you've put into yourself or the investment you've put into yourself. Um, That's the stuff that no one sees. Um, And I, and I do believe that if there's anything you want to do, you you know, uh, nothing worth it comes easy. So it's going to take a lot of time, effort, energy and, pursuit to make that happen and I believe that now the second part of it is well is it there's something special about this demo like you know the DMV and this and I mean on one hand I suppose I would say having at least a strong network was helpful but not necessary you know if you can pick up a phone and call someone then you should whether you know them or not and it's you know hey if you have got friends that can give you connections that's even better but if you don't it's not impossible You know, you just have to get out there and network yourself, too. Um, So and then, you know, we do live in a very diverse area. And and I think, you know, as far as just being on camera goes, I I have a diverse look. Maybe that helps me. I don't know. Um, uh, Which is all good for
0: you, too, because, you know, that gives you more opportunities, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but it's always good to get. Yeah. It, I find it. It's good to get a perspective of, of the surroundings too, because you got to be truly honest with yourself. So
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and then maybe sometimes you, I think sometimes what we end up doing, is a shift from what we originally thought. Right. So so maybe you really want to be in the movies. Well, uh, before you get there, you might find yourself doing different things. And then ultimately, maybe you're never a movie star, but you are a super successful radio personality. And maybe in the scheme of getting from A to B, you find that you love that. And so I think that's important too—to just be like flexible and be open. Um, I never thought, you know, podcast wasn't on my radar, and that was one of those things when I had this, you know, this opportunity to host this podcast for the Better Business Bureau. I really wanted to be on camera. That was where I was trying to go. And I always had my husband in my ear saying, are the things that you're doing getting you closer to what you want? And the podcast, like, it kind of wasn't. But I did it anyway, and I'm so glad. It was three years, and it was awesome, and I loved it, and it, and it honed other skills, and I um, I'm, I'm, I love it. Um, and so I guess my, my point is that uh, sometimes what you think you want to do um, sometimes that shifts and you find in the experience of getting there that something else was really your calling. So uh, just just my advice is to just be really open, um, continue to be um, sort of determined in what you want to pursue and you will meet more people. I think networking is huge and putting yourself out there is huge. Putting yourself, this is going to sound all kinds of like hokey pokey, but putting your intentions out to the universe I believe, is huge. If there's something you want, don't keep it to yourself because you're not going to go far. Start talking to people. You just never know who's going to say, hey, I know someone. Or, hey, it's really great to meet you. I kind of like what you're about. Give me your card. You just got to keep putting it out there and putting it out there and doing the research and and working on your skills. And and I believe that things will move in your direction.
0: I mean, that's all really good advice. I usually end the uh, show by asking any uh good advice but i think you kind of summed it up without even me asking <laughs> so um i i believe in the uh you have to um you have to wish it into existence i think that's the name of the book um the oprah what's the oprah book that everyone always criticizes but um, um I, don't know, but I, I, love I, I think it's called like believe or or mm. dream or something like that mm-hmm. And the concept is you have to you have to you have to want it so much that you you make it into existence so yes
1: yes you will it to happen and then um you didn't ask for this and I know we're ending the show here but the advice right so i i, I will just say energy mm-hmm. is really powerful and it and it, is, and it is and it's facts right so if you lead with positive energy you're going to have positive interactions with other people you are going to do positive things for yourself And, and, and energy is really, really powerful and it will help. It will, it will help any individual to focus on that. Okay. Negative energy is also very powerful. So, you know, if someone says no to you and you're feeling all kinds of negative about that and you just can't get over it, you can't see the positive in that. Sometimes when someone says no to you, that's a blessing because perhaps that wasn't meant for you or, you know, perhaps that didn't lead you to the next thing that really was awesome. So, you just always have to maintain this positive perspective and lead with positive energy. And that is the secret to my success anyway. Um, and I, that would be some advice. I mean, I, I,
0: I can't disagree with you at all. I mean, no also doesn't mean no. if you're working with them professionally, no, might not be no f- forever. It just might be no for the current project. Yeah. So,
1: yeah.
0: Um, thank you so much, Elaine. I, I, I'm so impressed by all of your successes and I know all of your colleagues are and I always use you as, um, as a um, representation of what you can take uh, full advantage of being a pageant contestant and then going on and then making a whole career out of something that you never aspired to do. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I, if anyone has taken fully advantage of all her opportunities i i can't imagine another person that i know professionally that uh unlike yourself that has totally done has completely taken all those opportunities so kudos to you for for always taking those opportunities and really working hard so oh
1: thank you for saying that it really means a lot i mean it's
0: truthful it really is (laughs) um i thank you um i i i definitely would use you as as a uh, person to demonstrate that if given the opportunities there's so many things that that open up so
1: yeah yeah well if anyone's listening and i can help you in any way don't don't hesitate to reach out
0: i i would absolutely encourage you if she's telling you <laughs> listeners she's telling you to reach out to her so if she's telling you and elaine is an incredible person to mold yourself after and and really learn you just we just sat here for an hour and learned all this stuff there's got to be other stuff that she's she's, she hasn't told us yet okay because i could probably do another two hour deep dive not and learn so trust me i think you guys really reach out to her and um i thank you so much Elaine for coming on the show and uh we'll have to catch up in the future and um after COVID, and um we'll, we'll see what's going on okay
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Paul. I appreciate your friendship and thank you for having oh, me on course.
0: your podcast. Elaine, thank you so much for coming on the show. What an incredible interview. Love all the information. Love talking about um, uh, Semester at Sea, such a great program. I I love talking about that. I personally didn't get to do Semester at Sea. I got to do another program, like I mentioned, People to People. Incredible If you have the financial resources and time please do it it will change your world it will change your career and change your mindset that said congratulations to all of your success, elaine and i know there will only be more great success to come for you specifically your husband and your entire family thank you so much to all of our listeners i know we are really still in trying times Um, I I appreciate you guys subscribing, staying tuned, giving us comments, um, really uh, supporting us. And uh, I appreciate all of that so much. And I know that you guys are really enjoying also our movie review show with my co-host Yvonne Carlos called The Movie Breakdown. And I really appreciate you guys. Just continue giving us some feedback on what you like us to review and we will do that. And as always... Please like, subscribe, and comment. We're both on YouTube and iTunes. And as always, stay tuned.